Hello, friends, and welcome to the Dear Sparrows podcast. It's good to be back. I have just gotten back from Spain and Portugal and Andorra. I've been there for two weeks with family, and it was really lovely, but it's good to be back home, and I'm excited to just do this podcast and share stuff with you, so let's get to it. Um, So I always share something funny or some weird aspect of my life for the podcast just to keep it fresh, right? So something off the cuff. So when we were in Spain, um, we traveled all around, which was really fun. And I feel bad on this one because I speak Spanish and the rest of my family does not. Uh, My cousins do, but not my parents or my brother. And it was a whole group of 12 of us there. And so we travel on this bus and we're going up and down everywhere around in this bus. And so we stop off at a truck stop and... I, we lose my brother. Now, there's a key about this that'll be funny in a minute, but my brother's name is Gordon. So my mom's grandfather was from Scotland and a part of the Gordon clan, which very well-respected clan. Lord Byron was a Gordon. His name was actually George Gordon. Well-respected family name. Beautiful family name that was passed down to my brother. And my middle name is actually part of that as well. And all this different stuff. Well, anyway, so he affectionately, by us, is it's shortened to Gordo. Well, me, being very blonde, and I am just going to blame years of hair color seeping into my brain, forgot what Gordo means in Spanish. And so we're at this truck stop, and we can't find him. And we're, Gordo, Gordo, Gordo. People are looking at us all weird, and... Like, what's their problem? Well, then Gordon walks up to us, and he's like, yeah, you do realize Gordo in Spanish is fatty. So we didn't realize we had been yelling fatty all around the truck stop in Spain. Yeah. So, uh, that happened. Yeah, and that has nothing to do with what I'm going to be talking about today, but maybe it does, because I think this is probably how Gordon felt afterwards. But today, we are talking about alone time. Um, Now, what I mean by alone time is what it means to get alone, get lost. So today's title for the episode is actually called Get Lost. So I talked about the other week, um, just I I touched on introversion a little bit, and I I plan to have more of a kind of an in-depth one about the importance of introversion, um, well, for those who are introverts to get their alone time. But I want to make this a little bit more broad because this is important for everybody, introverts and extroverts alike, because there are always times where we need to get alone and hear Jesus. And it can be very easy to fall into the pit of getting our our getting spiritually fed by community by church by other people by small groups and that is all wonderful and there's nothing wrong with it at all but we are in a relationship with God and so you need that alone time with God And so I have a couple examples of this, and I try to always pull one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament, uh, just to keep that balance in Scripture and look at that. But the first one is um, of Elijah, who's a prophet, and this is in 1 Kings 19. I'm going to paraphrase it just a little bit, um, and I'll read a couple of verses of Scripture. But just to context here, because we always need to have proper context. Um, 
So Elijah has just performed through God, through the Holy Spirit, a massive miracle. He, there were the people, the pagans who were worshiping other gods and idols, and they challenged Elijah during this drought. It's a three-year drought that their God would send fire and light fire to an altar that they had lit. And Elijah had the same, um, you know, well, we'll see whose altar is lit by their God. So they pray for hours. They sweat. It said that they actually started cutting themselves and bleeding and crying and all this different stuff and nothing happened. So Elijah, knowing what team he's on, um, and also just being kind of the oddball guy he is, which is great, starts spitting fire over at them and mocking them and being like, well, maybe your God's asleep and still nothing happens on their end. So then it comes, you know, team God's time. And Elijah prays, and he prays that God would light the altar of wood so that the people could see that God was still there. And that is so beautiful. It was such a beautiful prayer he prayed, and it was very simple but very beautiful. And he amped it up a little bit. So he has his altar completely drenched in water. It's like pools of water. So even if he had had a match to light it on fire, pretty hard for it to even light on fire. And he prays, and God shoots down fire, burns it all up, and it burns away, right? So God answered the prayer. God came through. God did this great miracle through Elijah. Elijah saw this great miracle done right before his eyes. But then Elijah gets scared, and he runs away because he's so terrified of Jezebel. And it's almost like he forgets for a minute what God just did and where God is on the power pole and where Jezebel is. But anyway, so he runs off and he needs that alone time because he's forgotten about God for a minute or forgotten God's power in his life. And so he runs off and so he, he wants to hear God. He's on this mountain and he runs off and he's wanting to hear God. He's wanting to see God come through. And he said, and so God comes to him and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? This is in verse nine. He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and your prophet, put your prophets to death with the sword, and I'm the only one left, and they're going to kill me too. The Lord said, Go stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But God was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he put his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. A voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And so it continues on and God gives him the next direction. But what it took was he, God wasn't in the winds. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire, but he was in the gentle whisper. And so, so often we, we want an answer from God when there is something troubling our heart or bothering us. We go to those around us. They might be the winds. We go to the church. That might be the fire. We go just about everywhere but to God. And now I'm not discounting community. I'm not discounting the ways God can speak because God can definitely speak through sermon, through other people through God winks. But what I am talking about 
is that God speaks most ardently through his word and through that gentle presence just with him. And I was reading today in Galatians 1 about how Paul talks about how he didn't make any of what he was writing up. That wasn't just something that came from his brain. It was revelation given by God. But that revelation came to him from God by that alone time. And if we look at throughout his life, there was many times where he was very much alone, whether he was in prison or he was writing from his own just solitude. But it was in that that God was actually really able to reveal things to him and come and draw near to him. And God loves to speak to his children. God doesn't play favoritism. There's not, you know, like, oh, well, you, you're a favorite, so you get this whole message. God will speak to any of us, but we have to be willing to listen. And not only that, but when we do listen, we have to be willing to be obedient to carry it out. Because how can we expect to hear him more if we're not obedient with what we have? To whom much is given, but much is required. And to whom some is given, more will be given. But it's that responsibility. It's like the parable of the talents that Jesus talks about, where the one servant is given money and he uses it wisely. And at the end of the story, he's given even more. And it's the same way with God. Because if we were in a relationship with God, it's like a relationship, like a friendship. If you avoid that person, you only see them in groups, you're only going to get little scraps of that person. You're not going to really hear them. But if you spend that one-on-one time with them, you get to hear them. And the more and more time you spend, the more you hear. And the more you hear, and the more you hear. And when God has a message to get to you, he's going to get it to you. So it's part of that relationship and spending that alone time with him. And you will hear more with the more time that you seek him and spend time with him, but carry out what he has given you well and patiently and correctly. And the other example I want to talk about was um, in the New Testament with Jesus, actually. And we see quite a few times where Jesus actually will go off into the wilderness. We see it in Matthew 4 when he's actually tempted by the devil. We see it later right before he's betrayed and he agonizes in the garden and he actually sweats blood. But we see it um, another time in John 6. Now, Jesus had just performed the miracle of the loaves and fishes where he multiplied the loaves and the fishes. And it says at the end of that in verse 15, John 6, 15, Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king, withdrew to the mountain by himself. Now, the key point of this is they were going to make him king. So he he's not running off, but he's actually going to just get some alone time and spend some time with God. And what's cool and what we see in the next part is that same evening, when evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they went to get a boat to set off across the lake for Capernaum, which was now dark. Jesus had not planned to join them. A strong wind was blowing by the waters, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed three or three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching to the boat, walking on the water, and they were terrified. And he said to them, do not be afraid. Now, what's so cool is in other um, versions of this and in other stories and other gospels, um, I had this reading from the NIV, but in other accounts of it, Jesus had actually been praying um, alone in the garden, and it was three in the morning. When he walks up, he had walked three miles on the water over to them. But what's cool to look at is that Jesus had spent that time alone with God, with his father. And then he goes and he performs one of the most renowned miracles 
of all time. Even Christians who are not, or even people who are not Christians know this story of Jesus walking on the water. Um, and what's incredible to look at this, this is one of the most major miracles that Jesus does in his ministry. Um, but looking at having that alone time with God be what happened right before the big miracle. And so in the same way, when we have something going on in our lives that really requires um, care, that really requires patience, that really requires thought given and a thoughtfulness and an intention given, having that alone time with God is so vital. Now, this is not to say that we shouldn't have alone time with God only when we have, like, I don't want to say like only when you have, you know, should I take this job um, or not is when you should spend time with God. You should have that quiet time, that alone time every single day. But there is also that time that is very intentional and reflective to reserve, to take away, and just to spend with God for important decisions. This alone time is key and just getting lost and getting in God. And I think it's important even just when you don't have a big pressing thing, when you don't have a big pressing question, but just in times where you just want more of Him. Because God, our relationship with God and our love for God should not be contingent on what He gives us, but just more of embracing and knowing Him and knowing His Spirit more and being in His presence and enjoying that time just to be still in Him and thank Him for what He's doing for us and what He's doing in our lives and seeing all of those many aspects. And what a beautiful thing that is when we can spend that time with him. So I really want to challenge you all today to listen, to get that alone time. Whether you're like Elijah and you're frantic that someone is, that you have something coming up that you're scared, or you're like Jesus and you just want to spend some time with your daddy, I encourage you to take the time out today. Find 10, 20 minutes that you have and just go spend it with God. Reflect on him. And reflect on the beautiful things that he's doing in your life. Um, and I just, I think there's just something so beautiful about that. And listen, the key is to listen. I remember I was 14 years old and my youth director had said, well, listen for the voice of God. And I remember I sat in my bed and I closed my eyes and I got all worked up. And I was like, and I'm listening. I didn't hear anything at all. And I was so disappointed. And I was like, am I doing it wrong? Am I doing it wrong? But I didn't realize that it would take, it would be years before I'd actually hear the voice of God. I've heard God speak audibly about a handful of times in my life. And it was the most clear when I was um, 22 years old. But the key was that I was building that relationship and that rapport with God and I was willing to listen, and I had a heart ready to listen. And so when he was ready to speak, I heard him, and I knew it was him. And that discernment comes from that. And as Jesus says, the sheep know his voice. And I think that is so important to recognize. If you are a child of God, that you will be able to discern and hear the voice of God and know it's God. Know it's not you. Know it's not some lingering thought in the catacombs of your brain. And no, it's not the devil, but know that it was and is God. 
and that discernment that comes from that. But that discernment that comes from building that relationship with God and being able to know his voice and know his call on your life. And that comes from getting lost in him. And so I just encourage you all today to get lost in him. Spend that time with him. Um, so I'm going to close this out in prayer and I want to thank you guys so much for listening for my podcast today. Um, also please subscribe, please share, please, please write reviews. I only have like one review on the podcast, so I'd really appreciate it. Um, and if you guys get the chance or would have the ability, um, please do check out my book, Dear Young Sparrow. It's been out for nearly a month now and I feel really blessed that it's released and out there. Um, but I encourage you, if you have a young woman in your life that you really, um, see that they could use some godly encouragement in their walk beyond, um, especially with college, a lot of kids going off to college. I think it's a great book for that. So check it out on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. It's Dear Young Sparrow by Callie Logan. Um, and feel free to write a review on the Amazon page for that too. But thank you all for listening. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day just to listen. Um, So I'll pray us out. And thank you. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this message that even in recording this, there are verses coming to mind that I know that I didn't come up with that you have given. And Lord, I thank you for the people listening today. Lord, I pray that we can get lost in you. I pray that you will overwhelm us with your Holy Spirit. And that through your Holy Spirit, that we will have just an ear to hear you and to hear you clearly, to hear the mission that you have on our hearts for this very day of things that you might have for us to do in the future. And then every way that we would be able to obediently and confidently carry that out, knowing that you walk with us, just as you walked with Elijah, you walk with us, just as you walked on the water, you walk with us. In your name we pray. Amen.